The Welsh Wire, where talent and business connect in West Michigan. The Welsh Wire features moderator Mike Rogers and professional recruiting expert Sherry Welsh in this weekly podcast. Listen in as leaders from a wide array of small to mid-sized West Michigan companies weigh in and share their experiences and insights on a variety of business topics, including employee retention challenges and recruitment success stories. Hi, this is Mike Rogers with another great Welsh Wire conversation. Now, here's Sherry Welsh. Today, we're here with our guest, Stacey Hamlin, the president and CEO of CTS Telecom. Stacey, thanks for being with us on The Welsh Wire. Pleasure to be here. Really glad to have you here. So Stacey, tell us a bit about CTS Telecom, the company, and kind of the story of how you got started in the family business. Sure. So we had a long history. Our company was actually formed in um, 1911. Oh my gosh. And it was uh, citizens of Climax that actually owned the company and the farmers there. And my grandfather wow. bought it in 1949. Oh my gosh. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that over a hundred years of being in business, the company has surely seen some changes along the way. For sure. For sure. And it, it was interesting because I'd learned um, later in my life that my great grandfather also owned a phone company um, in, in Munger, Michigan. Oh. And that's where my grandfather worked as a, as a young person and got his experience in telephone before he worked for Bell in East Tallis. Oh my goodness. Where, so where is Munger, Michigan? It's by I, Bay City. Oh my goodness sake. Yep. So, I mean, it was sort of in the family, yeah, right? Yeah, it was it was the it was family blood, biz. Right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, so my dad worked there as a as a young man as well for my grandfather. Yeah. And then he went away to college and and went into the service during Vietnam and then came back and worked for my for my grandfather and helped take it over and he bought it in 1985. Oh my goodness. So, the company had seen a lot of changes. By the time 1985 oh, sure. came along. Yep, yep. Wow. Yeah. And so my whole family worked there. My mom worked there and my brothers really? and I would work there in the summers. Oh. Um, so it was kind of, it was kind of a family affair. But to be honest, I didn't really think that I was going to work there as an adult. It really you wasn't didn't. in my plans. So it was a nice summer job, nice extra money while you were in high school or yep. what have you. But you're like, I'm out to I'm see out. the big wide world. Yep. So what was your path? Tell us about that. So, Where'd you go? So I ended up going to school in North Carolina in Wake Forest. And then my first job out of college was in um, the Baltimore area. And okay. I, worked, I actually worked for a telephone consulting firm, so I didn't go <laughs> that far out. Ironically, but... she wanted to get away from the business, but couldn't. <laughs> So weird. Um, but then I ended up moving out west for a while, and I got my MBA. And then, nice. lo and behold, I um, fell in love with a local guy. How does that happen? I that know, is so funny. Bizarre. But we lived, we lived in Chicago <laughs> while he was working on his residency in oral surgery. Sure. And then we had our first child there. And then when he was looking for a job, there was opportunity here in Kalamazoo. And I, since I had my my first son, and I wasn't working at the time, I thought home sounded pretty good. Oh, yeah, it does. That brings a lot of people back to yeah. Kalamazoo, the family yeah. thing. So the ties were here. The ties were here. And when we came home, I didn't have any in, any plans to work for the company. No, was, you didn't. I was staying at home with my babies. I had another son when we came back. Okay. And I started doing um, part-time work running Jeff's practice. Oh. Um, so that kind of kept me busy. Sure. And then um, in 2006, my dad said, hey, do you want to be on the board? You want to be a board member for CTS? And I said, well, you know, I think I have a little bit more time. You know, my kids are in school for, you know, part of the day. Sure. It was like a monthly commit, just a, you know, one meeting a month. And I said, yeah. you know what? Yeah, I'll do it. I'll do it. Great. And, and over- he loved having you back. Well, he did. And I think it was their plan, my parents' plan to try to get me in there. <laughs> 
so he wasn't telling you everything he was up to when he offered you so. that board spot, but so. he did have a devious little plan I to get so. you back to the business. Yes, I love but that. But it was interesting because I, you know, had been away from the business for, for such a period of time. Sure. I didn't really know what was going on anymore. Oh, and, yeah. And I can only imagine how drastically it changed yeah. in those years from 1985 to what, oh, 2006? Yeah, yeah Whoa. because we were just a phone company. Then we became an internet service provider. Yeah. And then a competitive local exchange competing in Kalamazoo and, and Battle Creek, which was, right. you know, we were just originally in Climax. So, yes. You know, was my dad was really, really growing and, and focusing on, on building the business. And so for me to be on the board and not really be working there, yes. it was interesting to learn from that perspective. And, it, and I was interested. I was like, this is interesting. You know, and I really enjoyed seeing what was going on. Yeah. And, very and I, intriguing, I bet, to you. It just kind of slowly drew you back in, it didn't did. it? It did. It, yeah. It was one of those things where I just... I was trying to fight it, I think, a little. But then as mm-hmm. I was learning more about the business, I thought, this could be interesting. Right. And well, you know, you were destined to come back into it, Stacey. It was in your blood. I mean, you just told us that. It was in it the was family destiny. blood. <laughs> I didn't know. I didn't know. I tried to fight it. Um, so when my dad actually retired in 2008, okay. um, officially, yeah. and I wasn't in a place where I was ready to join the company mm-hmm. at that time. I was fine being on the board. Mm-hmm. So he, we found an interim president because he was really Good. hopeful. He's like, okay, I know you're not ready right now, but but if you are, I'm going to give you a little bit of time to see if you are. Yeah. And so I said, okay, that's fair. Yeah. And then I actually did end up joining the company in 2011 and oh. I started working in the accounting department. You did. Mm-hmm. So you didn't come right in leading the company. No, you yeah. came in in accounting, I got did. to learn the business I from did. the numbers side first. I did. Yep. And I actually then moved into customer service. And so I'd, I'd worked there for several years just doing learning the operations and different pieces of it. And then the timing just worked out where the interim president was moving into another position, a VP position, and then I could move into the president position. So it was perfect. It really was. Nice. I mean, you got to see all aspects of the business, front lines, really learn it well before you took that chair. So it was actually in 2014 yes. that you became the president Correct. CEO. Awesome. Awesome. So tell us about the business because there's been challenges and changes, significant changes in telecom in the last 20 years. How have you evolved and survived as a small player in the midst of big industry giants, which is what telecom is known for today, right? I mean, that that is absolutely right. And we are so small compared to all of our competition, even today. You know, so when we became the competitive local exchange in 96, Mm -hmm. that was when we immediately started, you know, competing with AT&T. Right. And then we decided, well, we'll we we had to kind of take little bite chunks of business and we didn't want to focus on trying to get all the residential because that would just would have been impossible for the size of our company. Overwhelming, probably. So we really put our focus on trying to get um, internet and phone service to small and medium-sized businesses. And that's kind of been our bread and butter. Even today, we still do a lot of that. Um, but even during that time when we were just competing with AT&T, other CLEX joined the market that are, that were also larger companies that, that really started to put a strain on us because it wasn't just competing with AT&T. There right. was like three or four other companies that were trying to, you know, butt into yeah. the market. And we just kept our head down and kept, you know, being who we were. Um, our, our belief is to really provide an excellent product with great customer service. And that has served us so well because as you know, I do know. I'm a customer. Yeah. I know. But a lot of those giant, you know, companies just they lack that. They oh, they lack do. The personal touch and right. the ability to be a local presence to say that we're here. We're here to serve you, and that's that's what's why we thrive today. Really. Right. There's no question. I mean, and I can say that honestly, as a customer, your service is bar none Thank when you. compared to the big ones. Absolutely. So it's so exciting the success that you've had. So. um, 
how does that history, let me ask you this, how does the history of the company and your industry niche, how does that affect your culture and who you are as a team? Because you do have a really unique culture at CTS. We do. We, we have an amazing um, staff. They're so engaged. They're so committed. We have a mm-hmm. mantra that we, we answer the call is our mantra. I love and, that. And it's a dual meaning. It's not just yeah. the fact that when you call CTS that you're going you know, to, we, we do our best to get a live person on that, that line that you're not caught into some, you know, tree of pressing to or whatever. You're going to get a person 95% or more of the time yeah. when someone calls our office, but it's also our calling. It's our calling to, to serve our customers. Yeah. And our, it's just amazing to see how engaged and committed the people are. They just, it's, it's amazing. And I think that family orientation also. Yeah. It, Everybody there is, it's like a big family. So it's yeah. family operated and run, um, but it's also all the employees are kind of part of the family too. Right. They feel that. Yes. And so they behave that they way. They're, they're caretakers of the business, yep. really, really they try and work like hard to serve. There. Isn't that you know? great? Yeah. And that's just been a call. And that it was that way when you took it over, I assume. Yeah, from it, your t- it, it, yeah it, you know, even when my parents were running it, I, you know, when I talked to some past employees that mm-hmm. worked with my parents for years, you know, they just always appreciated working for that family and, and that they just felt like they could be a part of something. Right. And that's really carried through for since I've been there too, you know, oh. even, I think even stronger today than ever. Yeah, that that is so great. That makes such a difference. So when you hire and you look yeah. for talent, you look for people that just live and breathe your level of customer service and Absolutely. care. Absolutely, and I think we look for a CTS person, not not necessarily the skill set that a person has, but yeah. are they going to be a CTS person? Yeah. So it's culture first. Absolutely, really for 100%. you, hundred percent. And I would imagine that when you're hiring for that and then training and developing along the way, that leads to turnover that's pretty low. It, it is. Yeah. All the turnover that we're having right now is retirements. Oh, <laughs> and all like there, so and many other companies. 20 years. <laughs> yes, exactly. Like so many other companies, yeah. right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. A lot of boomers, but all yeah. that. But what it really, what a great problem to have. It, it really is. It, it really is. And it's, it's neat to see, um, with our business, it's with a technology focus and, and how the different, you know, evolutions of, of things, how they yeah. change. And so the, the group of people that are starting to retire that been there for 20 years were there in the beginning when we became an, an internet service provider. And a lot of that equipment during that time is now all getting taken out of the network as new stuff's being deployed with new people. So it's kind of an interesting process. I bet it is really challenging. But I, you know, with the dedication that everyone has to the company and to their jobs, I bet those as they're exiting and leaving and transitioning are being a real big help and doing the handoff and and supporting right to the very end too. Yeah. Wow. What an exciting Situation you're going through, exciting times for you. So let me ask, what are your plans for the future of CTS? Where do you see yourself going as a company? I, I, we're just going to continue to expand our network and leverage the fiber that we're building. Um, we're, gonna, we're doing some testing in the residential because that was something that we had kind of shied away from from for the since we began the competitive world. Right. And we're thinking maybe we can do it now. And so we're going to test some of that. And then we're also exploring maybe expanding our footprint because we're kind of, you know, limited right now with sure. Battle Creek and Kalamazoo and a little edging north and south of those. But, you know, primarily those are our, our areas that we serve. Right, right. So nice growth. And how many employees do you have now? How yeah. many? 40. 40 employees mm-hmm. in total. 40 strong. And your location is actually Galesburg, right? Yep, yep it's actually Galesburg. Yep, in Galesburg. Mm-hmm. Wonderful, wonderful. So let me ask you, what you've been um, the leader of the organization now for 
five year, four or five years. Five yeah. Years. So uh, you've learned as an entrepreneur, yeah. as a leader of a family uh-huh. business, you've learned a lot uh-huh. along the way. I mean, you've had some interesting perspectives from being a, a high school student and working to coming back as an adult and working on the front lines, being a board member even before that. Yeah. So you've had that perspective. So lessons learned from running the family business. What what lessons have you learned along the way? Be willing to take calculated risks. Okay. And for us, that's, that's a big deal because we're dealing in technology. And a lot of it is getting on the right horse and making sure that you're choosing the right path yeah. in technology. How do you do that in technology? <laughs> Not easy, you, you is cross it? cross your fingers sometimes. But mm-hmm. you do try to do a lot of due diligence and research and see what the industry is doing. And you have good people on your team that can weed, weed through all that stuff and right. help you choose. Right. That's why it's calculated, I guess, right? Exactly. (laughs) Exactly. So you really trust your team to be able to go out there and test things out and research things and bring ideas back. And yeah, yeah. But, but on the, on the flip side, don't be afraid to fail. So if, if, if we do fail, then we just say it's an experience, right? Yep. And then, and then we go and we learn and we go on. Right. Right. You, um, you are not afraid to fail. You, you've shared that actually before with yeah. me too, that you consider that uh, a learning experience. And you shared a story with me about, uh, early in your, early in your career. Mm-hmm. Tell our listeners that story. It's really cool. Yeah. So when I was in high school, um, I went to Climax Scots, which is a very small school, yeah. but I, I was top of my class. Of course and, you were. I was involved in everything I could be involved in. And I had a dream to go to Duke and I thought, well, how can I not get in? I, I do everything I'm supposed to do. I have great grades. Right. Of course, I'm getting in. So Absolutely. that's the only school I'm going to apply to. And um, my guidance counselor was like, eh, yeah, you might want to have a couple of backups. I don't know. Just saying. And I said, okay, fine. I'll apply to a couple other schools, whatever. It doesn't matter because I'm getting into Duke. Well, I didn't get into Duke. <laughs> oh, no. And it crushed me. But on the other side of the fence, it taught me to, to some humility and to be humble and to say, you know what, you, you you can always work hard to try to get what you want, but it might not be exactly how what you're going to get. Yeah. Or, or you're, how how you're going somewhere isn't necessarily how you think you're going to get there. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Great lesson. Yeah. So what did you do? You didn't get into Duke. What did you do? So instead? I went. I went to Kalamazoo College. And oh, I, I went there for a year and a half and then I transferred to Wake Forest because oh. I still had a dream to leave home. <laughs> yeah, I get it. I get it. Yeah. Well, you know what? It ended up being a great path for you. And what a wonderful lesson. That's yeah. kind of shaped who you are. Absolutely. Today. So I think for me to, to, to leave the, to leave home, go experience life elsewhere was, and I always thought that I wanted to live in a big city. I needed to be somewhere else. And, and I realized that a place is a place. It didn't yeah. matter where I lived and, and what city I was in. Right. Home, home is where you make it. Right. And, and I, and I, as I matured and, you know, worked, worked a little and yeah. figured things out, I was like, you know what? Home's not bad. It's yeah. okay to be home. But I think if I hadn't left, I don't know if I would have felt that way. I might have always yeah. had something in the back of my mind saying, well, I wonder if, what if, what, what why didn't you? Right, you know? right. So for you, it was the right thing to do. Yeah. Those experiences all shaped who you are and yeah. help help you shape the company really right. to what right. it's become. Right, because today. I was I was able to work outside of the business, and when I came back, I had different perspectives. Oh gosh, yes. Than my family members that never left the business that yeah. only work there and never had a job outside of the company. So if by any chance the company goes into the fourth generation, I would want 
all of our kids to go experience something else before they came to work for for the family. Right, right, absolutely. So, do you think that's a possibility down, down no, the line? Your kids know. are getting that's older. The what ads, do they say? The ads are so small. I mean, there's seven grandkids all together. <gasps> wow. Um, you know, they're still kind of young. Mine are in high school, and then yeah. my brothers have kids that are similar aged, and so it's hard to think about it right now. Yeah. But um, I think with the right planning. And, and, and looking at it saying, um, we need to do all the X, Y's and Z's for these kids to come into the business mm-hmm. would make the difference. That, that could be what, how it could go to the fourth generation. Without right. that, I'm not sure that it would, it could go. Right, right. So some of them might need to be emptying trash cans or, yeah. you know, washing dishes in the kitchen or helping do snow removal or something sure. like that a little bit on the weekends and after yeah. school to help. Get a taste they have of the to, business. They have to be come in as an employee. Yeah, not treated any different than anybody else, and that's a hard thing to do. It you know? is. I, it really is, and I think that that's kind of the challenge for companies, for family businesses, to keep going on into the future. Right. It just, it just, it's easier sometimes just to sell and be done with it. Right. Right. And and really for small businesses, the way you learned doing a little bit of everything and coming up through the ranks yeah. of that is such an awesome way to get the experience that's necessary. And, so, And honestly, that's how I would have wanted it. Sure. Because I, I'm the kind of person that I, I seek to understand first before yeah. I want to make any decisions. And, yeah. I, and I wanted to be able to understand the processes, understand systems, and, and know really what it was like to do the, the frontline work. Because that right. makes me better as a leader. It sure does. I mean, the people that work for you now recognize that you know their job. You know right. exactly what they're doing. You know how it works works. Exactly. So you can empathize with them and also recognize a great idea right. when they bring it to you and you see it because, wow, I've done that. This will really this revolutionize our process. Yep. Yeah. That's terrific. What a great story. We really appreciate you being with us today. Stacy Hamlin, President and CEO of CTS Telecom. Thanks for being our guest today on The Welsh Wire. Thanks, Sherry. Appreciate it. Thank you for listening to The Welsh Wire. We hope you'll join us for the next episode. For more information, visit welshandassociates.net.